Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Just off the cuff here, uh, guys, I remember watching Ghostbusters as a kid, which is the first way I actually learned about the EPA. Because mm. the EPA, aren't they like the bad guys in the first Ghostbusters? Is that the man that has no penis? Yes. Yeah, he's a representative. Right, he's, he's, de- he's described as such, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, by, by Dr. Vakeman himself, not my cat the uh, character portrayed by Bill Murray. And yet he, uh, the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, is a storied institution nowadays, but also it's sometimes a lightning rod for controversy. It's a great idea and concept. A governmental organization that protects, theoretically, humans from, let's say, companies doing harm to the environment and therefore to us and other animals and you know, creatures and plants and everything that's living in an environment because we all live in one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you almost call it the environment. <laughs> the, yeah. The problem is in execution and corruption, as we're going to find out in this episode. Ben, do you remember when we shot the video with you standing in front of the EPA building in D.C.? I do. I do. And I miss those days, uh, which which may return soon. But uh, that, that was one of the ones where we kind of cooked up a like a real half-assed cover story for if someone asked what we were doing right yeah uh, yeah oh man and it, that video holds up i think oh sure yeah check it out on youtube right now uh as you're listening if you want you could just pause or watch the video silently while you listen to the episode it's pretty cool from ufos to ghosts and government cover-ups history is riddled with unexplained events you can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know
planet Earth, unique amongst all the heavenly bodies man has found. With a circumference of 24,900 miles, animals, birds, insects, and, of course, human beings. Hey, what are you doing? Get off my lawn! Almost 7.4 billion of them as we record this podcast with a projected 10 billion people on the planet in 2056. But wait, there's more. The Earth faces peril. Just this past year, 4,566,726 hectares of forests were lost. Timber! To put that into perspective, since 1990, over 129 million hectares of forest, the equivalent area of South Africa, have been lost. Also, desertification. Soil is being destroyed at an alarming rate. Over 10.5 million hectares this year. And that's not all. The air is being polluted. 32 billion, 67 million tons and counting of CO2 emissions are released each year. Not even to mention the methane and other gases. But all is not lost in this epic battle of destruction and creation. In the darkness has emerged a shining white light of hope. That is the EPA. The Environmental Protection Agency is here. Yes, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We did it a little bit differently today, but we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm Matt. I'm Noel. And hopefully you are you and in the right place, which makes this stuff they don't want you to know. This week, we did a video on the EPA. Yes, uh, it's it's one that we shot while we were in Washington, D.C. this year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, the EPA is uh, Environmental Protection Agency, kind of like a lot of other countries have. Mm -hmm. It's also, uh, well, I don't know. Let's just say what it's supposed to do. Oh, sure. So the EPA was actually established on December 2nd of 1970 to consolidate into a single agency a variety of federal research, monitoring, standard setting, uh, and enforcement activities to ensure the protection of our environment. Now, the mission of the EPA, there are many of them. Uh, they are wide-ranging, and it goes from everything to... Uh, to ensure that Americans are protected from threats to health, right? And that's where they work, where they live, and where they learn. Um, what else? Uh, let's see. Also to hold companies or uh, even other governmental bodies responsible for uh, pollution or contamination, keeping uh, people up to the standards that are issued in their policies, right? Exactly. In other words, holding corporations accountable for their pollution. Right. Perfect. Please stop putting all of this, uh, let's, what's, what's up? All these, all, all these, uh, benzene derivatives into the rivers, right? Yeah. All, all the muck. Or muck. lead. Let's say lead mm -hmm. from an old gold mine, perhaps. Sure. Yes. It runs the gamut for sure. And so these efforts, these national efforts to reduce environmental risk, let's call it, are, you know, ultimately based on the best scientific data that's available. And federal laws that protect human health and the environment are enforced, you know, hopefully fairly and effectively. In theory. 
In theory, indeed. If you go to epa.gov, you can find their entire mission statement, all the things that they are supposed to do, at least officially. Um, Nolan Ben and I were just going over the mission statement, and uh, they so they develop the EPA actually develops regulations and right. enforces them as well. So if you think about Congress goes and writes an environmental law, or let's say maybe a <clears throat> lobby or a company writes <laughs> writes a law and then Congress rewrites it and signs it, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that maybe, happens. Maybe they rewrite it. <laughs> yeah, maybe they rewrite it. The EPA will then write the regulation to go along with uh, whatever Congress says needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they will also set national standards and enforce those regulations that they put forth. In theory. In theory. Uh, and something, Noel, that uh, I found out is that one of the big parts of the money that goes to the EPA is actually spent on giving out grants. Yeah, right. So nearly half of the uh, EPA budget actually goes into grants to state environmental programs, nonprofits, uh, educational institutions, and the like. Um, and these grants are intended to fund uh, environmental studies, um, conduct research at labs across the U.S., and uh, to share these findings with private organizations, academic institutions, other agencies, and other countries. So as you've heard, we've been peppering this conversation thus far with the uh, the caveats of, in theory, you know, in a perfect world, this is what's supposed to happen. So, Ben, Matt, how does the EPA ultimately stack up to their mission? Well, see, that's the thing. Um, that's and, and when it's so polite that you say uh, we've been peppering with we've been peppering the show with in theory because for the past couple. Points we were making, I was just sitting back with my arms crossed, leaning in and saying, in theory, <laughs> uh, because it's true. The EPA does not always uh, reach the goals it sets, right? Mm-hmm. It's maybe, you know, there's a fair amount of, of defense we could say about that. What's it all? Is it Robert Browning? Uh, Man's reach must exceed his grasp, else what's a heaven for? It's a very Ooh. nice way to say, uh, it's a very nice way to look at ambition, but uh, the the thing is that the EPA gets numerous criticism, uh, not just from people who think it's too big government and too regulatory, not just from people who think that it's um, too uh, too in the hands or in the pockets, rather, of corporate America. And even people who would say that the EPA is part of a, a lot of government agencies that do too much hand-holding and uh, prevent private industry from creating the wealth that it should be. Right. And add to that uh, another group of critics, people who were formerly employed at the EPA, who have a lot of stuff to say about it, just like uh, Joseph Stiglitz, you know, going from working at the World Bank to being one of its largest detractors. Well, yeah, because when you're inside, you know, the Mm. belly of the beast, it's the most stinky inside, right? Yes, uh, not a biologist, but I, I would bet. What, what do you think, Noel? It always reminds me of that scene in Return of the Jedi where uh, you know, he has to get inside the kangaroo monster thing. Is that a tauntaun? Yes, it is, and Hollywood punch me for not knowing that. But not really. She wouldn't really punch me. She doesn't punch. But I, she would punch me with her eyes. Oh, sure. You're referring to Holly Fry. Holly Fry of stuff that's missing history class. Yeah. She is an avid Star Wars aficionado, mm-hmm. uh, let's say. But, yeah, they always talk about, oh, it's, it smells so gross. What if it's not a tauntaun and I just that's just a word that I no, know? No, it is. Okay. I, I, we've literally had this conversation before, and I questioned what a tauntaun was. And she said, you know, the one that smells worse on the inside than it is on the outside. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. 
So that's, that's my frame of reference here. <laughs> so that's the that's where you're coming from with the belly of the beast. Uh, the uh, the belly of the EPA beast um, really comes to light in some criticisms by a guy named William Sandjor. For about 20 years, Sandjor worked for the EPA. 30. 30. Yeah. It was 30. So for decades, he worked at the EPA, and he did not come out a happy camper. He says the entire place is corrupt. Yeah, and he, he wasn't just somebody who, I don't know, works in a small office as part of the EPA or a small lab mm-hmm. operated by the EPA. Uh, he started as a consultant, but then he ended up as a branch chief in the Hazardous Waste Management Division. Uh, so he knows his stuff. He, he's he been in charge of some things there. He's been in the belly of the Tauntaun. That's right. Did I steal your line? <laughs> no. <laughs> it. It's yours. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. 
you have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And it, it does go fairly far back. He, I think he's been employed during three presidencies, worked for three different uh, White Houses while he was working there. Um, he's got this really great, gosh, it's kind of long. Um, well, why don't you split it up with me just to, cause I think it, it, it really encapsulates the, uh, the criticism that he's making. Well, and it's an insider perspective. So, I mean, it's certainly to be taken relatively seriously. So this is from What's Wrong with the EPA by William Sanjour. Written in uh, 1995. 95, absolutely. Quote, to understand why the EPA is the way that it is, you have to start at the top. And since the EPA is part of the executive branch, that means the White House. The president, any president, Republican or Democrat, and his immediate staff have an agenda of about half a dozen issues with which they are most concerned. These are usually national security, foreign affairs, the economy, the budget, and maybe one or two others. Call them Class A priorities. All others, housing, education, transportation, the environment, are Class B. The president expects performance in Class A. He will expect the military to, to be able to deploy forces anywhere in the world when an emergency arises. And if it isn't, he'll bang heads until it is. If Congress doesn't support his budget, he'll bring the budget director into his office and slam his fist on the table. But can you picture the president bringing in the Secretary of Transportation to his office and yelling because of poor bus service in Sheboygan or calling the administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency into the Oval Office to chew him out for pollution in the Cuyahoga River? I can't. That is the difference. The president expects performance in Class A. In Class B, he expects peace and quiet. Yikes. I really thought that encapsulated just, I mean, an understanding of... If you tear out all the different things sure. that a White House has to deal with, a president and all the people who work in the White House, mm-hmm. the environment, while it is not currently up there, doesn't it feel like it kind of should be? Well, that's that's part of the uh, that's part of the thing, and that's something we're going to talk about. Spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, in an upcoming podcast next week on Congress, and it is going to be about how. Uh, Individuals, elected officials are or are not incentivized to take certain action. You know, if you're president, the, the thing is that president is such a, I'll say it, it's a bum job to have. I know you only get to have one at a time here in the U.S. And so psychologically, everybody wants to do something like that. But is there a place that has more than one at a time? Well, I mean, you could be president of other things. You can be president of the Ben Bolin fan club, mm. you know, and uh, a tax uh, a tax attorney. Mm. You could be president of the Noel Brown Enthusiast Association. We started those clubs on the same day. <laughs> well, crap. I, I didn't get the memo. Hmm. Sorry, it's a pretty exclusive mailing list. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, but, you know, the point is that the point is that if you are – president for four years or heck, let's say eight, you get the mm-hmm. double whammy, then the hard and bitter truth about it is a lot of meaningful change for a country at all. Anything that size is going to take more than four to eight years to reach fruition. I mean, what occurred to me when we were talking about, you know, this class A and class B, 
in order to make something that is considered class B under a, you know, presidency in the nineties mm-hmm. to move up the ladder, that's going to take a long time. Things move slow. The system is designed for things to move slow. And, you know, I would argue in some cases for good reason. Sure. But it takes a whole lot of support from both sides of the aisle for something to become a class A consideration that has been historically a class B consideration. And I think we're just now starting to see inklings of acceptance of things like climate change, uh, you know, actually making its way to the forefront of political discussion oh, that actually matters, you know? And furthermore, uh, Sandor also accuses the EPA of something that that we've heard a lot in the course of our research, which is cronyism, protecting the bureaucracy or the status quo rather than protecting the mission-critical policies, right, which would be the environment. So a lot of people, when they encounter the EPA, uh, were expecting something to be on their side, but they find that it can be adversarial instead, or those are the reports. Um, one thing that Sandra said that, and I'm not going to read it in full here, I'm going to paraphrase, he says, regulatory agencies, by their very nature, can do little that doesn't adversely affect business, especially big business, and that disturbs the president. So what he's saying is like that class B priority all of a sudden has some class A problems. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got champagne problems on a PBR budget. And, uh, it's, it's not, it's not a good look, I guess, if we're being, if we're being slang. Uh, but the EPA, according to Sandra, can't write regulations governing big industries like petroleum without the oil companies going to the White House about an energy crisis. And this is, this is again, his, this is again his opinion. And, what we found is that uh, in the EPA, there have been repeated cases of uh, cronyism or people people kind of playing along and jumping through the hoops so that they can later get a job yes. in the private sector. Yes, helping out industry while you're inside the EPA so that eventually you're on the other side and helping out a company. Another interesting thing that Sandra writes here that I am going to read a bit in full uh, is about how the agency – is dealt with by environmental groups as opposed to industrial groups or private organizations. Um, and basically what he's saying, I'm not going to read it in full. He, basically what he's saying is that environmental groups will deal with the EPA as an organization through courts, um, as an institution, in fact, you know, through committees, courts, and through the top EPA executives. So you go through the main uh, channels, right? Right. But what he's saying is that industry does the same thing, but it also interacts with individual EPA employees at the lower levels. Uh. So they will come through and talk to an, an inspector, let's say. And it, what it, what it seems like, uh, Sandra is saying is that they almost groom these employees from an early stage of working at the EPA Ooh. to eventually become one of theirs. Huh. Well, it's almost like I, I would think from the perspective of like a, a CEO of a big corporation that, you know, has dealings with the EPA, having a high level board member that was once in the ranks of EPA probably be pretty helpful in a lot of ways in dealing with the EPA in the right. future. Well, sure, it's a strategy move. I mean, that's... And you see that all the time. You see that with, like, SEC, mm-hmm. you know, folks ending up on the boards of big banks. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just seems like a very... a lot of potential for abuse there. It's a common practice. Uh, if we could run through some uh, other criticisms of the EPA, I just want to laundry list these real quick mm-hmm. so I don't slow us down too much. Uh, the most usual criticism of the EPA, um, according to a lot of people 
uh, and this is a political one, is that all these regulations keep people from making money. So the idea would be like the latest um, CO2 emissions regulations uh, are costing coal mining, right, and uh, eroding the margins. Um, or you'll also hear when I do the car show on car stuff with Scott Benjamin, you'll also hear people talking about the regulations and the way they impact the price or performance of cars. Uh, and – Another criticism. Again, I'll keep this really fast, so I'm not, you know. I, well, I was going to say, I was gonna say we saw a great example of that last one with Volkswagen recently mm-hmm. that we've kind of talked about already, but just they, the way they were getting around EPA standards and guidelines. Yeah, excellent example. Uh, another criticism that kind of is used to support the first one is this idea like, hey, what does it matter? You know what I mean? Uh, other, uh, developing nations, like the BRICS nations, eh, don't care as much, you know? Uh, and then, and I think there is a valid question there about pollution from developing countries, um, because a lot of the developed countries talking about pollution to the developing world are just sort of ignoring the fact that the industrial revolution rested yeah. on the, that kind of, that level of pollution. And, and without that, then, there wouldn't be any of the advances that have gotten you past uh, polluting that much, right? I mean, that's crazy. I mean, it's a it it's a interesting idea too to to what if and um, to explore a hypothetical world in which everybody was super concerned about the environment from day one. You know, would we be as far as a species? I don't know. It's a good question to ask. Probably not. Um, another criticism of the EPA is that it serves the political interest of whomever's in charge. Because let's remember, and listeners outside the U.S., uh, just to be clear, uh, the EPA employees are not elected. A lot of the policy makers in the U.S. are not elected. They they get an interview and they get hired. Yeah, appointed. Right, or appointed, yes. And so there are many that are under multiple presidents, like Matt was talking about. And I just wanted to run through those criticisms because it's something that people need to need to hear, I think. Oh yeah. Well, I I tend to you don't hear about the EPA very often in the news, right? Unless something really really bad happens, like a spill or I, I don't know, something that the EPA is being culpable for, or if you hear someone talking about budget cuts because mm. organizations like the EPA, they are Easy fodder a lot of times, depending on the administration that's coming into the White House. Right. Um, because it's one of those things. It's, I guess, again, going back to what the guy said, a class B, uh, issue. And so now that we've, we've painted some of those pictures, right? And, and I hope we're doing an okay job for you guys out there when we talk about the criticisms that an organization like this has. Uh, we also point out that an organization can't be this big without generating criticism, especially if it seems like it's costing people money and uh, there are people who say this has this is a short-term loss for long-term benefit, but will I ever see the long-term benefit? You know, there's a psychological mm-hmm. thing at play there. Uh, but let's, let's go right into the crazy stuff. But first, a word from our sponsor. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Here's where it gets crazy. Yes, yeah, so surprise, there are a lot of conspiracy theories about the EPA. And I'm just going to go ahead and straight out say it. Uh, some of those that are that concern corruption are absolutely spot on. Uh, yeah, it's hard to disprove uh, some of those. It's hard to disprove. <laughs> However, um, well, also, they easily prove themselves. Yeah, that's what I mean. Real. Yeah, but also, um, there are some that we found that, that were really interesting that we wanted to explore with you guys today. Yeah, some of these have 
uh, a foot in reality for me and then a foot in kind of the fanciful where it would it would require one of those big conspiracies that there are so many human beings that would have to be behind it and uh it just seems a little out of the reach of reality for me okay. but the first one is that the EPA is trying to enforce gun control by limiting and removing lead from bullets. Yeah, how's that going for them? Well, it was a it was an idea. I'm just saying, if that's if that's a thing they're doing, it is failing miserably. Yeah, because I bought some bullets earlier. Well, I mean, maybe there's no lead in those bullets. I, I don't know. I haven't bought bullets ever in my life. Are bullets even still made of lead? They have to be, right? Do they? Oh God. <laughs> no, <I'm asking. laughs> uh, but but go on with this story. Yes. Yeah, tell let's, me. Let's bear this out. Tell tell me, really? They uh, so they actually said they they said that, or people thought they were going to say it. Well, they, okay, that is one of those one of those reports that comes out that will mention something like the EPA is looking into effects of lead in the environment. Okay, mm-hmm. and they want to see well, where are some of the man-made sources of lead? Where's it coming from now? We don't use lead paints anymore. There are a lot of places where we've reduced our use of lead as a human species, mm-hmm. especially in the United States. Sure, where's gasoline. It, yeah, where's it coming from now? Well, one of the places is ammunition. Ammunition, and get this, Ben, fishing tackle. Oh, yeah, the silent killer. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it surprises fish. Yeah, so, <laughs> so what's, what's the truth? Noel, can you, can you hit us up with uh, a truth bomb real quick? All right, here's the truth. So according to our sources, the Center for Biological Diversity and other environmental groups filed a petition asking the EPA to consider banning the use of lead and ammunition and fishing tackle, arguing that these products are exposing wildlife and the people who consume said wildlife to harmful levels of this heavy metal. But the EPA, for its part, had no plans to actually implement this agenda. Quote, EPA was not and is not considering taking action on whether the lead content in hunting ammunition poses an undue threat to wildlife. You know, it's kind of interesting that 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 proposition, because ammunition in a hunting situation inherently poses a threat to wildlife. (laughs) That's what it's supposed to do. I certainly hope so. Fishing tackle inherently aids and abets fish. Like, I, I love fishing. I suck at it, but I love it. I love the idea that fishing tackle aids and abets the harm of wildlife. Right, yeah. So it, it's it's just, it, to me, it's strange. And I'm glad that you point this out, Noel, that there is a grain of truth to this that I, I guess became alarmist. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. It just, it doesn't make sense to ban that in that way. Well, yeah. And and you can see if you've got a political agenda that wants to make someone, make person B or group B look bad, you say, Oh, look, the, this guy's trying to get the EPA to ban guns and, and ammunition. Look at this. And, you know, you can see how it would be used in a political manner. Mm hmm. It's pretty, pretty blatant. Yeah, I could, I, I could totally see that. And it, I guess it would make sense, but. I would just, you know, like, so where's, where's the money? <laughs> where's the money, Lebowski? You know, right. in, in doing this. I mean, How do you follow you know, the nine times out of ten, it seems like if we're talking about conspiracies <clears throat> within government organizations, usually it's about someone making some money. So mm-hmm. what benefit is there for an EPA official 
to get behind this. To outlaw lead. To outlaw lead. Well, well, there would be the, I think the origin point there is the idea that uh, Big Brother will do anything to render a well-armed populace uh, irrelevant. Or yeah, take your guns away. Right. I mean, I, I mean, that was the implication for me as well. But mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't see it coming from this particular wing. I think there's a better way. If if there's if the government really does want to get rid of all of the bullets, there's a better way to do it than the EPA. I don't know what that way is, because I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> I was trying to. I was. Re, I'm really thinking of a better way to do that. Giant magnets. Gigantic magnets. Brilliant. Brilliant. What I love is how simple it is. Um, <laughs> well, it's like that Breaking Bad, you know? God, that was a magnets. good one. Magnets. Yes. Uh-huh. But how do they work? The, uh, You're going to have to ask the insane clown, clown posse. <laughs> Something tells me they don't know. But all right. Let's do one more. Let's let's talk about this idea that the EPA itself is polluting, that the EPA, like the World Bank allegedly might be, uh, it, the EPA is creating – or propagating the problem it was built ostensibly to solve. There are people who believe that. Well, I mean, if you believe this theory, here are a couple things that I can imagine you saying to yourself. Well, they have to increase their budget year over year, so there have there have to be increasing, uh, increasingly bad things that they have to take care of that they need more money to handle. No. Do you hear my head shaking? I hear it shake. I'm I trying to. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine the things that would be said. We to- don't need a government organization to actively, you know. Like- but what I'm saying is, those people who work in the organization need to keep their jobs. And in order to keep their jobs, they have to. I'm just saying, people do that for them. They don't need to help. Okay. You know, or, I mean, the corporations are doing a fine job of polluting. They don't need the EPA's help. Well, the EPA has helped accidentally a few times. For sure. No doubt. But I'm just saying, in terms of a conspiracy involving the EPA actually, you know, on their lunch break, they go out and dump a bucket of toxic waste in the river. You know, is that what we're I mean, come on. Unless they're getting money behind somebody's back from an industry on purpose just to make dump some toxic waste. Let's say, oh, I don't know. From the old Gold King mine, Ben? I was going to say, <laughs> Satan! <laughs> uh, may as well be, yes. There is this idea that gained a little traction with the legislature in Utah, which was that the uh, EPA did not uh, accidentally release 3 million gallons of mining wastewater into the Animas River in Colorado. That instead, they purposefully did it. And... Uh, the state's attorney general was kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe, who knows? Tupac might still be alive. It's so, possible. Well, yeah, it stems from the idea that they were warned well in advance that there is mm-hmm. an issue here. And not only would this one uh, King Gold or Gold King mine, there are all these other mines in that area that are are connected directly directly to rivers uh, and. Groups there are just warning and warning and warning. Hey, look, these mines have wastewater and terrible things in them that are going to get into the rivers and we have to do something about it. And it stinks because the EPA really kind of has to table it to a certain extent until they can get the resources to take care of it. At least that's what the EPA says. A representative named Mike Knoll 
What? <laughs> Spelled the same way. Spelled the same way. Uh, said that the EPA might have caused the spill to help environmentalists put an end to the hard rock mining industry. I just don't see that. I don't know how that would. That's like such a Rube Goldberg machine of a plan. I would need some proof to believe that. Do you remember that board game Mousetrap? Oh, yeah. It's it's like a mousetrap level overly complicated plan. Yeah. We're going to bust a hole in this uh, retaining wall and let out all this stuff. By the way, the pollutants that were let out and ended up, uh, what is it, Animus River? Mm-hmm. And they got polluted. Uh, you're looking at extremely high levels of lead, arsenic, cadmium, beryllium, and mercury in that water. So anything living in that water, anyone using that water – uh, this is not good. And according to this uh, one CNN report that was looking at an actual EPA report was talking about uh, perhaps the because these are heavy metals. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they just go away once they're in a river like this. They sink to the bottom. And then if you have catfish, uh, catfish, anything else that lives in there, or even if there's um, a lot of a lot of extra water moving through with a little bit of flooding, you're going to get that stuff. It's going to get up with the silt, get more problems. Anyway, I just thought this was a really interesting and kind of scary mm-hmm. thing that happened uh, on my birthday this year. So thanks oh, a lot. Thanks true. a lot, EPA. Yeah. EPA uh, created in 1970 to look after the environment and to ruin birthdays. Ruin my Facebook posts on my birthday. Yes. Uh, Well, I'm glad that they are doing something. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, also the EPA does a lot of good work that gets ignored, right? The squeaky wheels get the grease, right? Mm -hmm. And the barking dogs are the ones you hear. uh, And other various figures of speech. Point being, we're focusing on the stuff that has been alleged or proven to be shady, to be incorrect, to be corrupt, because that's what we're looking to do. Um, yeah, this, if the yeah. EPA does their job, then we have no idea. And can the EPA do their job structurally, given the relationship between a business and, and a government, right, or just the sheer size of this regulatory body? How how are they doing? Why do ex-employees complain? But I guess ex-employees will always come out of the woodwork for anything, right? So uh, we want to I, – I guess we got to wrap it up, unfortunately. Yeah, mm-hmm. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, what do you think of the EPA? Are you one of the people – who thinks it shouldn't exist. If so, I, I want to hear from you. I, I think that something like it needs to exist. Uh, I, sure. That's what I think, just personally. No doubt. I don't know, uh, but I, I'm really interested in hearing the opinions of, of people who think that it shouldn't or that something different should exist. What would that be? And um, tell us... Tell us what things are like in your neck of the woods, especially if you live in a different country. Do you have something like the EPA? What do you think of them? Yeah. Do you have any run-ins with, let's say, stuff that's in your well water? Uh, if you live out in the Northwest or something, the Midwest, I want to, yeah, I'd love to hear stories of just dealing with. Any- even like things like fishing advisories. You know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you can find us in various corners of the Internet. As we always say, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Where are we at on that? You can find us weird conspiracy stuff on those. Uh, we like you. And that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, 
You can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is 1-833-STDWYTK. If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.